across the oceans An undiscovered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place, now close your eyes Take my hand, we are almost there Our favorite place on earth Good evening, New Oh, good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti, and we are live on AM830 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Taste of Massachusetts or by using the hashtag Taste of Mass. You can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Arachetti, and uh, before I get to the co-host, who's running a little late, I want to introduce our producer, Cam, as always, a.k.a. Diesel McWheels, a.k.a. Uh, how many names, nicknames do you have now? I don't a know. Lot. I've given up. Do I sound a little, like, stuffed up and nasally? Yeah, you sound a little deeper today. I, I'm totally not. But I can hear it through the... Um, yeah, I'm hearing that, too. Like, I'm getting... I don't know, like... Are you getting sick? I don't think so. I don't... For the for once, I don't feel... <laughs> I'm tired all the time, but that's just because I'm working all yeah, the time. Yeah, you do sound a little funny. Yeah, it is uh, It is odd. So, um, I figured I'd ask really quick, uh, Bruins five in a row now, right? Yeah, they just... Uh, I think... Or no, they're, they're going for five in a row tonight. And they just ended... Uh, who is it? Um... Uh, Calgary's 10-game win streak. Right, and then tonight night. it's Edmonton, right? So another yep. late-night show. Uh, late it night starts show. at 9. Oh, relatively late. Yeah, not too bad. Um, late-night show. Uh, late it night starts show. at 9. Oh, relatively late. Yeah, not too bad. Um, another kind of sidebar quick question for you. Uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Oh, it was awesome. Now, technically everyone in Worcester... Ce- uh, celebrates the weekend before, and then obviously Boston is usually the the weekend after or the day of. So how was the parade and everything uh, in Worcester? Uh, by the time we made it down there, the parade was basically over, uh, and uh, we just went in went into a loft, which is uh, right next to Blue Jeans, and uh, they had like a heated tent outside, just kept drinking all day, and that's about it. That's about it. We just drank all day. That's it. Just yep, we, uh, drank before, drank during, and we were there for around. about I would say a half. Uh, so you didn't even like bar hop or go to like a bunch. Oh of no, different we stayed places? at the same bar for like three or four hours. Wow, and then they went, must have loved you. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that place was packed. That's where everybody we knew was. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming everywhere was packed. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, it was awesome. So we stayed there for a couple hours. Uh, then we just went back to our place and kept drinking there. It's awesome. And that's St. Patrick's Day for you guys. Yep. Wow. Yep. We had these great plans, but one of our roommates uh, came back from Florida that day, didn't get back to the house until like 1231, so like everything was delayed. So we just kind of improvised, went down there, drank, came back and drank. So did you see any of the parade at all? No, not at all. Not even like, usually Santa Claus is at the end, right? I saw the slightest bit as I was waiting in line to get into the bar, uh, a little bit, and that's about it. Awesome. I, I could not tell you a single thing that happened, though. 
Uh, and of course, I have to ask uh, now. But I, I don't know if there was any update. Uh, as I was driving here, I saw that Butler was being talked about being moved to being moved to the um, to the Saints. Did that was that confirmed or was that no? Just he's just he, he's just visiting with them today, trying to figure out something. So they're they're working on uh, trying to get a deal in place. And if they do, then uh, then they're looking to trade, I guess. You know, I bet you it's his. It's always their stupid agents that are always screwing things up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always, always, always their agents. Um, so, of course, co-hosting with us tonight, one of the two bitchin' bartenders, Tracy. Tracy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, this is like your um, finals week, basically. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so, tomorrow's the big day. Uh, you're at, uh, so you work at Dungarens and Newton, one of the uh, premier Irish pubs and you're flashing me now. I don't know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, why are you pulling up your shirt? And then I realized you had another one underneath. Wait it. till you see the back of it. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So Dungarens and Newton, obviously Irish pub. You're like getting ready to just go crazy tomorrow. Uh. So I figured it would be most appropriate uh to not only come on the show but talk about um maybe what what your plans are on Sunday because I think. I don't know if you're going to go enjoy the parade or anything. Um, Sunday, I'm actually going to, well, now I think it's called the Box Center, which used to be the Wang Theater, right? Yes. Um, to see Paw Patrol live. Oh, really? <laughs> With my son. Yeah, big day. Big day out for us. Paw Patrol is, uh, <laughs> is the new, um, is the new um, Peppa Pig. Yeah, it's really cute. It's, it's cute. That is uh, that is awesome though. Yeah. Well, at least you know you're not going to have any uh, well as few crazy people in there as possible because all the crazy people will be out at the parade and right. running um, around and on the other part of Boston, so exactly. it'll be good. <laughs> yes, you're you're in the classy part of Boston, and they're in the, uh, the, the don't say it. Vincent. I don't know South Boston. I don't even know. I don't even know how to uh, how to describe it's gentrified it. Gentrified now. Yes, yes. Oh my God, it is so gentrified. It is. Scare! I drove through there for the first time. The theater district gentrified, nice whatever you want to call it, and it's not even recognizable. Not even, not even close. But uh, oh, at least, uh, at least you and Keen will have fun. We will. So what? Uh, what have you? What are you guys in for tomorrow with the onslaught of St. Patrick's Day? Well, you know, we're close to Boston, so it being a Friday. You know, you never know. People may choose to go into town, do their little pub crawls instead of staying local, but we'll be busy. Well, it is evacuation day, which is a holiday in Boston. A lot of public employees live in Newton, as we all know. So usually I think they're going to stay local. I went. Which is good. Bring it on. Yeah. I think two, I don't know, it was one year ago or two years ago. I, I stopped in. I don't know why I decided to stop in at like 11 a.m. On St. Patrick's Day at Dungarens, and I was like... Best time to get there. And it was pa- no, it was totally <laughs> packed, like standing room only. You guys removed the, uh, the all chairs, the chairs yeah. and stools and everything, and uh, yep, so, well, tonight, it was insane. Tonight they're doing, um, they have live music tonight, and we have uh, Guinness promotion tonight. Really? Yeah, and then tomorrow we'll be doing Irish Fair all day long. Plenty of Guinness to go around. Well, Live music. Well, the other thing Steps is, dancers. I saw. Uh, was it Eater Boston that previewed you guys? Because of, um, yeah, I think it was Eater Boston. Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, but I think they um, they they kind of previewed you guys as one of the best uh, Irish pubs in the Boston area because I think more than anything else was the um, 
um, the ravioli. What is? Oh my God, I always say it wrong. The corned beef ravioli. We have that on the menu tonight. Which yeah. is un. So three, four years ago, your your boss, the owner Shauna, told me about them, and I'm I kind of like laughed. I'm like, really? Like, do you really have to ruin everything Italian? And she's like, No, 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 <laughs> just try them. And the Irish love pasta, though. That's yeah. like their thing. But it it it's really really good. And uh, maybe yeah. it was hidden. Bo- I think it was hidden Boston, but it was really, really good. And it was in like a very light cream sauce. And yeah, we do it like a mustard cream sauce. But yeah. it's light. It's right. not like it's not going to whack your, right. you know, whack you over the head with, uh, uh, you know, mustardy. Right, right. And and I was I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. So I brought um, Ryan and Randall from from Julio's there. Uh, I think it was last year, and they were they were shocked at how good it was because at first they were like, "What are you talking about?" So do you still have the Guinness Blonde? No, or we don't have the totally, Guinness Blonde. Yeah. For, right now we have on draft for tomorrow, obviously Guinness, and then we have the Harpoon, um, the Crack. Yep. Which is uh, it's an Irish red in the style of an Irish red, but still keeping with the hoppiness of like a harpoon. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was Hidden Boston that previewed you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice bar shot. They did two other photos if you go back nice. on one. Um, I think they did the, I think they did the, yeah, the corned beef ravioli and, uh, the fish and chips, yep. obviously. So. Yep. We have O'Hara's Irish Red on Draft, which is an export directly out of Ireland, the Carlo Brewing Company. Yeah, they, uh, they got that. I don't know if you saw her in the, Photo I showed you, but they got the little O'Hara's right there. Oh Just yeah, 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 yeah. Really good. That's an authentic Irish red instead of your Killians and yes, which is made from Coors Light. <sighs> oh my God! You know what I didn't realize until I think it was uh, it may have been our producer Cam who told me this. Um, Foster's, which is Australian for beer, is made in <laughs> Ireland. It's I didn't, I didn't know. It was yeah, made, it's, it's made really? in Britain. Oh, Britain! I'm sorry. Yeah, Andy was the one who saw that. Oh. Yeah, I thought I could have sworn he he said Great Britain initially. It's in Manchester. In the, oh, he did. Oh, it was. Okay. I only know that because he, I saw the article still sitting <laughs> up on the computer when I moved into the studio. <laughs> but it was uh, it was just one of those crazy things, and that's one of the reasons why um, like it's great to have you. It's great to talk about real Irish beer, things like. O'Hara's is a is a traditional Irish red. Right. Guinness. Uh, they so they, do they even make the blonde anymore? I, or was that just something they tried out? I think it was just something they tried I, out. You know, I don't know to be honest with you. I know uh, that we were told today that every single keg of Guinness is brewed in Ireland. There's no satellite yeah. breweries, and everything is being exported from Ireland. And they must be gearing up for this. I mean, there's a whole day dedicated to their beer. I know, I mean, right? talk about great marketing, right? <laughs> I know somebody. Uh, somebody had a. Somebody knows what they're doing, right? The other thing, um, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but the Guinness Book of World Records. Are you aware that it was a marketing tool for the Guinness no. company? So I'll just tell you this really quick, and then we'll go to break. So the Guinness company. Um, started to realize that uh, I think this was in the 40s and 50s. People were starting to drink beer in the can. It was starting to become more and more um, accepted, and they didn't have canning yet, and they wanted to get people back into the pubs. So what they did was they basically invented Trivia Night by putting out and publishing the Guinness Book of World Records and giving them out to all the pubs that ah. carried their kegs. And I just thought it was like one of the coolest things because everyone knew they were connected, but no one really knew how or why. 
and uh, I was going over some old marketing stories and and uh, case studies, and and I read that, and I was like, wow, that those guys are great. So I figured uh, I figured if I can teach you something about beer, then I must be doing something right. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do shout-outs, uh, great places we've been to, get into housekeeping, wide world of food later, and all that fun stuff here on Taste of Massachusetts. You wouldn't believe how many people love to hear the song in our mix. Uh, I would believe it. Like, <laughs> and I do believe it. I had um, so the, the, these two women on uh, Instagram. They have an account called the Forty Fabulous Duo. Um, they're they're like just forty and forty one. Like just started and have a huge following already, and they're freaking crazy and nuts and hilarious. And this was in the mix, and they're like. Oh my god, I had all the pins that, like going through like yeah, everything. Yeah. They were so excited and I'm like, I totally forgot I had it in there. Um everyone, everyone loves it. So welcome back everybody to Taste of Massachusetts. Five oh eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us if you care to chime in on anything. Um so before we get into shout outs and housekeeping and things of that nature, here with uh Tracy Simmons, one of the two bitchin' bartenders, um we had a little taste test. Uh, Cam, did you grab one of the buy drinks? No, I'll go okay. grab one now, though. Yeah, go grab one. Um, I think I put out at least one of each, so you can look through um, all of the all the various flavors. I didn't realize that uh, what I just grabbed have has bubbles in it, which uh, I generally shy away from bubbles. However, this uh, great um, this this great company that I've I've actually had products from there before, generally. Um, I get the ones that are um, non-carbonated just because I generally, I, I don't like bubbles. I, I shy away from it. But um, one of their guys reached out to me, and uh, he's like, oh, you know, can I drop off some samples for you? And normally I kind of shy away from that stuff and say no unless I'm familiar with the product. But I'm familiar with the product, and I knew. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you, you know, do me a favor, drop it off the station, uh, we can, um, you know, we'll do a taste test during the show. Um, he left. Struggling. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Cam is, uh, our producer is out there trying to figure out what to take. He left, the guy left like three cases of like 16 packs, um, or four cases, uh, two bubble, two are bubbly, two are, two are, two are carbonated, two are non-carbonated. And I was just like, holy Cow, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, kind of surprised, but uh, happily, because I know I'll go through, uh, I'll go through all the non uh, non carbonated stuff. But uh, I had their pineapple coconut um, buy drink, non carbonated. I drank that right down, just like a pina colada. Um, and now I'm drinking their Peru pineapple. But the reason why uh, I'm kind of going to shy away from it is because it does have bubbles in it, but it, it, it is excellent, uh, definitely pineapple-y, et cetera. So I'll throw it to Tracy and uh, <laughs> give your honest assessment. What did you grab? What are you trying? I have the Bi, uh Antioxidant Infusion Ipanema Pomegranate. It's really good, really good. Um, one of the things, now obviously this is, uh, it's a very green company. They they have, their name is Bi. 
in SBAI, the um, dot on top of the I is a little uh, green leaf and whatnot. Um, very, very much focused on uh, infusing their beverages with antioxidants, keeping everything to a gram of sugar or less, no artificial color sweeteners, etc., um, which usually means it's going to taste weird. But now one of the things I've started to realize is things are everyone's getting on their game. So, for instance, uh, like Amy's products, you're familiar with Amy's products, right? You never seen those in the no. uh, freezer? They're all all natural type of uh, kind of health conscious, and they're actually good. Like they make a mac and cheese that's not really that bad for you. So I was pretty uh, pretty happy with that. So what do you think of of the yes. buy? Oh, it's really good. It's really good. Have you had their stuff before? Yeah, I have, and I, I've never been disappointed. <laughs> well, I, I think we've, um, I think the other side of it is uh, Massachusetts has had their products a little bit more than most other places, so we're probably a little bit more familiar. I know very big with uh, college kids, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, super healthy, conscious yep. college kids and CrossFit people. Uh, Cam, other than your uh, massive intake of beer and um, McDonald's, you're actually a pretty healthy dude. I know that you uh, like hockey and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you grab? What did uh, what do you? Think? I had, I stared at two different ones for about a good minute, <laughs> trying to decide. I'm usually a big strawberry lemonade guy. Oh, I like uh, that. So that I almost went too. for it, but then I figured, I mean, let's let's try something crazy. So I tried Tanzania lemonade tea. <laughs> uh, oh, that was the other one I was going to get. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. I'm not a huge iced tea guy or like tea in general usually. Uh, but the other day I had one that was really good. I think that's the only reason why I tried this. Uh, but it, yeah, it's really good. It tastes like a, similar to like an Arnold Palmer, uh, but less lemonade-y. Oh, really? More tea. Yeah, it's really good. Really yeah, good. That's, that's good for me to know because usually I shy away from Arnold Palmer's. Arnold yeah, I don't Palmer's. Even, yeah, it's. Because of the, uh, usually the lemonade just totally takes over. Yeah. Oh, that's why I, I always liked it. I was never a big tea guy, but this one's really, really good. Now we didn't. Uh, we have accepted no money for this or anything like that. This is a completely honest and fair taste test. Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm glad you like them. And yeah, very good. I've had their. I've had some of their stuff in the past too. Same thing, and uh, they're all really good. Yeah, they. They really. I think they. Uh, they're relatively new, so they focused on a lot of like college hubs. So obviously. <laughs> well, Vincent, I'm just noticing here because you're the Star yes. Wars guy. What this. What this says. What does it say? Oh, I'm. I'm not gonna. This fast, um, forceful flavor that brought Luke to the tart side. Oh my God! <laughs> Do they have those on all of them? See, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna look because uh, this is a can and you have the a bottle. The most popular flavors in school are holding hands in the hallway and locking lips in the library. They belong together. <laughs> oh my God! Taking probably taking a page out of Snapple's uh, little sayings under their caps, right? I don't you, know. You never saw that? I did, but what? vitamin water used to do the same thing. Where oh, they, they just did? have like funny things written on. Yeah. All. But yeah, Snapple has the facts. Yeah. Snapple has like. Yeah, but they're not like real facts. It's like. Yeah. Golf balls have 500 dimples. It's okay. That's not <laughs> just, a real fact. No, I, it, I mean it is if it's true. It is, but <laughs> just random stuff. My name is Vincent. That's a fact. It's just not interesting. It's so, um, <laughs> yes, thank you to, uh, thank you to the good people at Buy, B-A-I. And I think their stuff is Drink Buy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that fun stuff. So, um, 
if you want to see all their flavors. They're they're all tropical. They're not. They're good. I, I was I initially I thought they were trying to be like trendy flavors, but it's not. It's very just tropical. Like it seems like they're just picking flavors that are good for you. Yeah, pomegranate, pina colada. I don't think they call it pina colada. I think they call it pineapple coconut, but I don't care. I'm going to drink it. So uh, thank you to the good people at Buy. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, um, got to get through some shout-outs and housekeeping and all that great stuff when we come back. Eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, transitioned to the non-carbonated buy drinks, and they had a raspberry. I didn't realize Rio raspberry iced tea. Raspberry iced tea is my favorite thing on the planet. As I crack this, I love fizzy drinks. You can take them all. Oh, that is very good. <laughs> it, it's almost like um, you ever have raspberry um, like. Uh, like fresh made raspberry, not fresh made, but like um. I had a really nice raspberry lime ricky last night. Really? Non-alcoholic. Ooh, where? That sounds delicious. Across the street. Really? <laughs> At uh, Joe's? Not your average Joe's? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm sorry, not your average Joe's, but that was the only good thing about our meal. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. Um, yeah, well, this is uh, this is really good. So it it tastes very like you ever have for, um. Like a um, like an ice cream or or a dessert that has real raspberries in it, and you can taste the difference. Yeah, that's what this tastes like. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Although there was only one in the pack of twelve, but that's okay. I'll enjoy it. Um, so wanted to get to some uh, shout outs, great places. Uh, generally, I was gonna say we've been uh, within the last week. However, I think uh, this will probably be pretty focused on uh, on my travels, unless. Uh, Tracy, have you been anywhere interesting in the last week? Other than not your average shows? <laughs> no, no, because we've been snowed in for two days. Right. Well, that's why I figured uh, I figured I might have I might be the only one. Cam, other than McDonald's, anything uh, any interesting places? I've not been to McDonald's in the past week. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't go that I don't go that often. I just thoroughly enjoy it. I'm still broke. <laughs> uh, I'm completely broke. So. Uh, Places I've eaten out in the past week. I had Domino's a couple days ago. <laughs> nice. Uh, because I needed some food during the snowstorm. Yep. Um, and that might be about it. We well, w- I went to oh, well, O'Hara's in um, West Newton. Yep, always a good decision. Always good. Yep. The food there never disappoints. And then uh, Valentine's Day we went to Eastern Standard in Kenmore Square. Which really? Is just always just. I always mean, good, yep. I mean, they they have like that kind of French vibe going, so everything's cooked in butter, <laughs> which is awesome. What'd you get? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I had we had a couple glasses. We had some really nice red wine, um, and then I had the half roasted chicken, and it came with very French Brussels sprouts. Yep. Which were, I mean, they had to have been boiled in butter. I mean, they were so good, and a really nice apple and leek stuffing. 
Yeah, lots of leeks in French cooking, too. Yeah, it was really, really good. And my boyfriend had, um, I think he had the short ribs, which were really good. Good, good, good. Very nice, very nice. I, um, strangely, I, I went to Sweet on Saturday. Oh. But uh, I, I kind of scheduled a blogger's dinner, and so um, I didn't – I tried not to eat anything because I uh, – unless, you know, just a sample or two. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of things. I put up a video when it ha- on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and it, it highlights everything, and everyone's going nuts over some of the stuff because – I saw it. W- well, we focus more – you could tell we focus mm-hmm. more on, like, savory stuff instead yeah. of uh, – instead the of sweet, sweet stuff. Of it, yeah. right. And um, the – I can never say it right. It's I call them the Moroccan rib tips, but they're harasa honey glazed ribs, done in the Moroccan style. She does them over a bed of black lentils, or they call them beluga lentils because they look like beluga caviar, but they're just black lentils, and um, a yogurt thin yogurt mint sauce, and it is so freaking good. I bet. And so. Everyone I was with ate the ribs, and I ate the lentils. She's so good. Um, one of the other things, a couple of other things I wanted to mention that uh, she did. Um, she does a BLT burger, mm-hmm. lilac hedges brisket, chuck, and sirloin mixed in with cremini mushrooms to make her burgers. Like she's she's totally nuts and and very yeah. But good. I bet the flavor of those burgers is unbelievable. Oh, unreal. Um, her cheese is local cheese house American, and she does a charred tomato. So she doesn't just put a tomato slice on. Mm-hmm. She takes a tomato slice, chars it, gets it nice and caramelized, then puts that on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and her buns, she makes her own burger buns. Of course out, she does. <laughs> out of, but listen, out of the spent grain used to make Wormtown beer. Oh, very cl- warm towns right behind Sweet. Yeah, right, yeah. right next to the same building. So yeah. that's a place I've never been to. The, the Warm Town Brewery. Warm Town Brewery. That I mean, they're blowing up. Like, yeah. I mean, wh- I Framingham for me, it's Jack's Abbey. Yeah, which I've is also all over never the place. been there, but I, and Warm Town, I feel like is like the exact equivalent mm-hmm. to Jack's Abbey as far as like the quality of beer that they put out and how much um, attention they're getting yeah. And, yeah. and how good it is. My uh, my buddy works down Route 9 towards Framingham, and he brings home growlers of Jack's Abbey all oh, the time. So he good. loves it. So but good. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge beer guy, so i got to get down to Wormtown. Yeah, I heard point. Wormtown. I've never been to the brewery there either. We carry Wormtown, yep. and, I mean, everybody goes crazy over it. Bee Hoppy, everybody loves. Yeah, that's what we have. Everybody's obsessed with Bee Hoppy. Yep. Uh, they also do, I mean, they do everything. They do a sour beer, too. Which I, I am not a sour beer drinker. Sour beer is trending right now. That's like the new thing. I know. I have no clue why. Beers like, are always trending. There's always something there's that always all the something hipsters. There's always something new coming out. All right. the hipsters are right. trying to drink a specific kind. Right. And they're ruining. No, it's usually sorry, me. <laughs> um, I was jokingly saying they're ruining it. They're not really ruining it. Uh, one of the other things uh, she does at Sweet, uh, Chef Elena does, is uh, she makes her own potato chips. And I think you saw this, but she dusts them with. Just the tiniest bit of sugar and cinnamon. <laughs> like, it, it, like, cause she makes her own, uh, bacon dip. Like, you know, like French onion dip. Right, right. With fresh bait, like homemade, housemade, whatever bacon that she gets from, um, uh, BT Smokehouse. So, like, everything is just over the top. But the thing that I, uh, the thing that I really liked was she does a salter chicken breast over, duck hash and 
you would think it was the simple, you know, you look at it, it looks like a piece of chicken on roasted vegetables. Right. But it is just crazy tender and that word that everyone hates. So, um, what's the word that everybody hates? Moist. moist. <laughs> oh. and then, <laughs> you guys both knew. <laughs> I, I say, I refer to it that way. Um, and then, uh, and then actually I had a dinner Tuesday night that got snowed out, which I was very upset about. And then last night, I went to RFO Sullivan's in Lynn. So everyone knows about the one in Somerville over um, where uh, Cambridge, Somerville, Boston, Harvard Square line. Mm-hmm. Um, so they opened a second place a couple of years ago in Lynn. Um, obviously, all the same recipes, same quality, same crazy awesome burgers. Um, and I threw a vid- I just threw a video up uh, now uh, about those. But the thing that... Um, the thing that really stuck out for me is there. So everyone now is putting an egg on a burger or an egg on everything. Yeah. They've been doing it for a while, and they do it really, really well. Um, I think it's called the cock in the cradle. And what it is is, yeah, I know, crazy name, but they put a bunch of fried onion strings on the burger and then put the egg on top of it so it sits in it. Like a nest. Like a nest, Right. right. And so it's easier to eat. It doesn't get all messed up because a lot of places, I mean, a lot of places do bur- uh, eggs on burgers and it's, they're all great, but they get messy. And most right. of the time I end up eating them with a fork and knife. Right, right. Uh, Dungarin's does one. Yes, does do, the um, Yeah. And I mean, that's I, every year on my birthday, I go there and I get that burger <laughs> and then I like go home and sleep for three hours. But um, <laughs> no, I only get it once a year. I will not because it's so good. But, you know, anyway. Um, so the way RFO Sullivan's does it with the nest of fried string onions, uh, onion strings, it, it just makes it so much easier to eat. Um, and the crazy thing is, it's easy to get a bisection photo as I'm showing it to Tracy and she's like flipping out. I'm looking because the size of that burger is... Yeah. The burger's amazing, huge. and it's cooked perfectly. Oh yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, they won't, you know, they don't, they don't scrunch their burgers at RFO Sullivan's. Like they say, they will take longer to cook because they won't they're push bigger, them down, right. and they're bigger. But um, I think Cam saw this before. But you can see how the egg, like you can actually right. cut it in half and then get a good photo in the middle because those it's not running all over the place right because those onion strings kind of hold it in place right. so i uh you know i really wanted to give them a shout out for that because they just they do a great job on burgers anyway um that's what it looks like before <laughs> before i cut it in half and i mean we were styling it a little but i stacked the onion rings up high because you know in fresh potato wedges yes oh yeah they do them as steak wedges. fry they do the, the wow. they're, they're like halfway between steak fries and um and potato wedges but then the other the other thing and you can appreciate this cuz i know you've been to a lot of places that do potato skins what they do for their potato skins they literally cut a potato in half mm-hmm. bake it mm-hmm. then scoop it out put it back in and then fill it load it and so they're huge that's how a like a house made potato skin is right yeah. right and um yeah so obviously that was uh that was insane and you know, sometimes people ask me 
um, a lot of like uh, other food bloggers, writers, whatever, they're like, you're always like inviting four or five people out with you when you get invited places. I'm like, yeah, so I don't have to eat everything. Well, that's the thing, though. Don't I mean, isn't that the whole point of food and drink is to enjoy it with friends? Oh, absolutely. And most, well, mo- the the nice thing is most of the food writers, bloggers, etc. They're they're good people. Um, there's there's only been very very few that I've ever like seen just get untoward. How's that? Is that a good word? <laughs> um, and so most of them are, most of them are cool people. I started to have them, uh, on the show because they're, you know, they generally have a pretty good, um, pretty good takes on things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the other thing is, like, if a restaurant's gonna bring out six plates of food for you to photograph and profile, like, if you just have two bites from six different plates, that's like eating a whole meal. Right. And like, I, I don't, I mean, I get stuffed way easier than I ever used to, cause, you know, the older you get, it just happens. But even, <laughs> but even beyond that, um, there's, there's, it, it's, it's, you're right, it's just so much easier, so much better. We all hold like, I have light, you say I bring my own lighting and lights. Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hold lights for each other and all crazy stuff and it's fun. Aww. But, uh, most of them are, most of them are good people. That's why I was asking what your schedule is. So during the break, we're going to talk about your schedule and get you to come to some of these. <laughs> So you, can, you can eat and uh, hold the light, and I'll take pictures. Okay. So, uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, then into some housekeeping. Great events going on uh, in and around New England. Kind of Irish focused for this uh, this weekend. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I am the flyest white guy on the radio. (laughs) A lot of white guys on the radio, actually. So it kind of means something. What? It just, it just, uh, there just is. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, You want to get into some uh, housekeeping, great events going on in and around New England? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, the elephant in the room. I know, we never got WD-40 for these uh, mics. The mics, they, mo- they, they squeak a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. That was me moving mine just to illustrate. <laughs> um, St. Patrick's Day Parade this uh, Sunday, March 19th. I, I don't know why they promote this, but they do. It's not like anyone doesn't know. Join 600,000 people celebrating Boston's Irish heritage. <laughs> Celebrating beer, more likely, um, at the South Boston St. Patrick's Day Parade, which begins at West Broadway, yeah, West Broadway and Dorchester Ave. It is free. It is always crazy. Um, I kind of avoid it. I've I've avoided it pretty much my whole life. I've I've gone out on St. Patrick's Day before or on the Sunday, but never to the parade. I've been to the parade um, as a young adult. <laughs> and carrying a backpack full of beers, I'm not going to lie. And it was a lot of fun. Um, if you're broke, though, don't expect to get into any of the bars because they're charging about $50 for a cover. No. Oh, yeah. And then if you have to go to the bathroom, they won't let you in those bars. So just keep that in mind. So they're charging $50 for cover? I'm not, I, I don't know any place, for example, but, yeah, up to 25 to $50 they charge. In St. Patrick's Day, tomorrow night, same in the city. Wow. 
I mean, I can, uh, well, I, I, I'm not even gonna say I can understand, cause I can't, cause they could just rate, they could charge $10 for Guinness and, and more than make up for oh, it. Oh, they probably still do. Right, right, right. Damn. Wow. Well, you know. Conspicuous consumption, you yeah, know what I mean? If you can do it, right. enjoy. If not. And it's fun, you know, and I look forward to when my son's a little bit older to take him to the parade. Yeah, but do okay. A parade with a kid is different. Than, oh yeah, than you a know. parade as a young adult. Yes. Yeah, it so is. Do they have sections where it's like, oh, the families are down by Broadway? No, and no, then... it's not really like it's. I mean, it's still illegal to drink in public in Massachusetts. Yeah. So it's not like there's people walking around like going crazy. It's not like you're in like Vegas or something or Florida where you can walk around with those big giant mm. plastic cups or you know nothing like that. There, there's actually you're right. The, there's the, nothing like that. The pastime that. <laughs> I, the last time that I went, there was a ton of families, a ton of kids. You know, whether you're, you, you think you're Irish, or you know, your great grandfather, like you know, was friends with an Irish guy. Like you think you're Irish. Everybody in Boston's Irish, right? I mean, sort of. I mean, essentially. I think I'm five percent. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's just the Bryant or old o, O'Brien or Bryant the Brian. Yeah. It's just a testament to you know a lot of people that really are authentically Irish. They you know first or second generation Irish. They kind of pick on us from Boston, and they're like oh, everybody thinks they're Irish, but I don't. I think it's a true testament to their culture that you know we always say that that Irish pride in like whether you're four or five generations out, you're still so proud of that fact, and that just comes through through generation. Mm. So you should so for all those people that pick on us that you know claim even though we're ten percent, five percent Irish and you you say, Hey, I'm still Irish, you're proud of that. And that's the a testament to their culture. And if you meet somebody that's first generation or off the boat, like they're so proud to be Irish and that's how it comes through. Well also a lot of people don't realize like you've seen with these like DNA tests, you swab your cheek and send it in and they yeah, yeah, they yeah, tell yeah. you what you really are. Right. Because just because your ancestors may have came from one country. That doesn't mean that someone didn't go there for, you know what I mean? Where they were from. It's, a, it's like, especially like a lot of Italian Americans or whatever. And, you know, they say they're Sicilian or they're Italian or whatever. And it's like, dude, your family could have been Albanian, moved to Italy and then came to America. And you didn't know because who would know? Right. Right. Well, I'm glad people are proud. Um, as long as it's positive, you know. No, it is. Yeah. It is positive. That, no, I'm, that's what I mean. You know? Um, coming up, I wanted to, because all these are St. Patrick's Day, but I wanted to break the, uh, break the monotony of it. Coming up, I can't, I can't believe this is true. This just got announced this week. May 19th at the Wilbur Theater, The Princess Bride, an evening with Carrie Elf. I know. You saw this? No, but I mean, The Princess Bride, come on. So, so um, good. they're going to be, First of all, they're going to do a Q&A with him, with Wesley, the star of the movie. He was also in Men in Tights. Uh, Carrie, I can never say his name right. Gary. Carrie Elways. Carrie Ells. Elways. 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 It's Elways? Yeah. But that, Elway is spelled differently. Listen. Okay. I, I'm trusting you. <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm trusting you. Go to thewilbur.com for all information. However, this is awesome. You can, on the Wilbur right now, they have a 45-minute video of a sample of the kind of Q&A, how Q&A goes, how the, um, you know, how the evening with him goes before they show the movie. Mm-hmm. And it is hilarious. He tells all of, he tells stories about every single member of the cast. Um, his Billy Crystal stories, like, will have you 
just laugh at, I, I, I can't, re- first of all, I can't repeat any of the stories on, uh, on public, uh, airwaves. However, they're hilarious. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, um, that was Billy Crystal in his prime. He wasn't even in the movie that long. No, just, uh, two, part. yeah, two scenes and that's it. So, uh, that's going on on May 19th, but tickets are now available. So, um, just so you know, it's pricey. $31 to $102. I don't know if $102 means you get to ask a question or what, because mm-hmm. they do crazy right, stuff right. like that all the time. But you can go to thewilbur.com. Like, seriously, this is, um, I, I kind of wish they announced this earlier, because tickets for this type, tickets for this type of event would be great, like, uh, real Valentine's Day gift. You know what I mean? Instead of, um, you know, flowers or what? That's all good. But like, you wanna, you wanna do something a little different and Not special. cliche. Not cliche. Yes. I, I, I abhor cliche. Me too. But I, I think it's just hilarious, uh, that he does this. Uh, obviously he's promoting a book that he wrote called As You Wish. Oh. Oh. He, he, he jokes about, He's like, yeah, the producer, the uh, publisher came to me and said, uh, we have a book title for you. It's non-negotiable. And, uh, he's like, okay, what is it? And they say, oh, as you wish. And he's like, okay. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to fight that. As you wish. Exactly. I love it. Um, so again, all going on Friday, May 19th at the Wilbur. Go to thewilbur.com for all information. Um, there's also an Irish film festival. And uh, all information can be found at irishfilmfestival.com. The reason why I just spit this out real quick before the break, it's not until March 23rd to the 26th, which means you still have a week after St. Patrick's Day. So I, I like when people, companies do ideas like this where they kind of extend a mm-hmm, holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times in Disney, instead of a holiday, they do a holiday week. Or a month. Yeah, well... Only for like Christmas and Halloween. Yeah, but still. But um, for uh, like for Valentine's Day, they do the whole week in mm-hmm. Disney, and so it's pretty uh, pretty cool that they do that. So. I like that too. Um, Traditional Irish fair. Just if if we're talking yes. about this, there are a lot of places that claim to be Irish pubs and have traditional Irish fair. There are only a few that actually have that. Um, if anybody's looking for a nice place to have a nice traditional Irish breakfast, Emmett's Pub right in Beacon Hill. Oh, yes. Um, is really, really good. They serve, I mean, legit, authentic everything. You've, starting with the Irish coffees with actual cream instead of whipped cream mm. from a can. Well, I want to get I want to get your take on that when we come back here okay. on Taste of Massachusetts. Eight eight seven one seven thousand. Somebody join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I don't know what is happening here, but I love Lionel Richie. Get well, Lionel. Broke his. Uh, I think he hurt his knee or broke his knee. He had to delay his uh, tour, which is good for me because I couldn't have gone when he was scheduled to come to Mohegan. Are you going to go? Uh, well, it can't be a Thursday or a Friday. <laughs> And that's the that's the problem. It was on I think it was on a Friday. So now that he's getting rescheduled, if he reschedules for a um 
Saturday or whatever, like I'm, I may have to, I may have, because I'm not a big concert person, but like for Lionel Richie, I would love the living daylights out of every every single song. Like you know, no matter unless it's like a established group or band who's been around for a long time, like if it's someone new. Half their songs you really don't either know or like that much, or they do a ton of covers or whatever. And but there are some people that you just know what yeah. song and you're like, them, right? Like New Kids on the Block. Right. Well, New Kids on the Block, Lionel Richie. Um, so I'm know. going to NKOTB night at Fenway. You are April 14th, Joey McIntyre. If you're there, <laughs> I know you'll be there. Well, remember, like it's so weird because we started talking about your uh, NKOTB obsession. In September, when um, so close. Well, when when Joey McIntyre leaves New Massachusetts, New England, and goes out west, and so he comes back for the summer, mm-hmm. and we know he's somewhere in the Plymouth area, mm-hmm. and we know one of the restaurants he loves. So we're so close. We're, we're close. <laughs> I, I gotta go see uh, Eric Hines, uh, Hines Restaurant Group. One of their restaurants is. Uh, um, what is it? Latitude Forty Three, I think. No, yeah. no. Um, Oh, I always mess up the name, but it's in Plymouth, and I will make sure that we know, and then we will, because Plymouth's only like 20 minutes away from me, so... It it doesn't matter how far away. We're just going to have to do a uh, a blogger's dinner on a night when he happens to be there. Oh, my God. And drag you down there, so... Um, I wanted to get... So, you were talking about uh, traditional Irish cuisine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Which I'm sure a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people may joke about. You, you know that, uh, you know that most, that really popular Irish bakery, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, uh, what are what are some places to get like real traditional? Well, so so Emmett's is really good, and it, and I don't mean to knock it like Boston isn't doing it right. It's just it's it's had to change its flavor profile a little yep. bit to accommodate. You know, Everyone, the population. Yeah. Right. Well, we we talk sometimes about how Italian cuisine or like sauce right. isn't really like what you would have on Sunday because they have to, you know, if you're in North Andover, you have to kind of, you know, mute the palate a little bit. Right, right, exactly. So, so, so Emmett's is really good in Boston, um, right? Like I said, in, right on Beacon Hill, right across from like Suffolk University. Yep. Um, that's why I know where it is. <laughs> and then the other place that's really good that actually my general manager has told me about, um, and she's actually um, from Ireland off the boat, and she really likes this place called the Druid in Cambridge. Oh, really? I've never heard of this. And um, it's supposed to be really, really good. We've been trying. I'm trying to get there. We'll get there eventually, but it's supposed to be really good. They have um, traditional Irish music on the weekends. I know Saturdays it's from like 3.30 to like 6.30. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really good. It's called the Druid. The Druid, D R U I D. I'm, I'm like looking it up while you're telling me. So what, what do they have? It's just, it's. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been yet. She just raves about it. She says it's the closest thing that she's gotten to basically Ireland since she's since she's been here. Right. Wow, that's that's for uh, um, that's Laura. They're, yeah, they're yeah. Uh, it's owned by a family from from Clare. A lot of the people that go there are all from Clare. Very good to know. All right, I've uh, I have I've tagged it, so I'm uh, 
I'm going to definitely somehow get over there. Oh, yeah. yeah, like they're promoting nothing but soccer. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's what if we have. Oh, Vincent. Yeah, I know. We had a little, we had a little thing on yes. Facebook about soccer. Oh, I didn't care that it was there. I just care that, come on, like. Show me relevant stuff at least to yeah, but, at least face well, on. worldwide. Yeah, he yelled at me too. I right, did yell at you. I was pretty. <laughs> I was getting fired up. You guys, go, right. hey, it's soccer. It's the number one sport. I don't care if it's the number one well, sport. Well, here was what I was confused about. Uh, you say that you know why aren't the Patriots on there? The day they won, the night they won the Super Bowl, the next 24 hours. Who the hell needs to know about that? Nobody, but in New everybody England cares about or that. Or not even that. Everybody knows. This no. is something that you don't know. So who, it's trending. Who doesn't know who won the Super Bowl each year? Right, right. Here's my problem. You're gonna, you're it gonna has inform more people by telling them what happened in that amazing <sighs> Barcelona PSG game. Like you understand that it's a tournament, so it's not just yes. one game. It's over the course of like I, two games. I know, but it wasn't even like and it has the to finals. Be a com- yeah, but it has to be a combination of like their scores over it the was two games. Ar- it was I arguably understand. a better comeback than the Patriots right. as well. N- well, no, because what happened. Okay, what? Okay. And they're like the two best teams of their country. So Let, think about the Patriots I, playing another best team in football. But wait a second, it's only American right. football, so there isn't. Let me let me take a step back. The reason why I wasn't complaining <laughs> because it was soccer. I was complaining. I wasn't even really complaining. I was pointing out the fact. Okay, every business meeting I have, I have to take a step back and go into like business mode. Every business meeting I have, the first thing I say to a current or potential client is traditional media and new media, social media, internet, are totally different because social media is user-defined, not broadcast-defined, meaning I, as an individual, get to choose who I like, who I follow, what I see, and therefore I'm exp- I can choose what I expose myself to. So if I wanted to start a group of left-handed Italian-American Star Wars fans, I could do that. You don't have that already? No, 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 no not yet. <laughs> Maybe when I have a minute to to breathe. So, so my 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 complaint about Facebook uh, with their trending thing was they're showing me stuff that's completely irrelevant, and yet they're showing it to everyone, which means they're trying to push something, and it's. Because a lot of social media now is about discovery, get getting discovered, whether it's content or or an individual brand or what have you, and they're pushing something that they're really. I mean, I. But are they? They're just saying what's trending. But it wasn't. That it wasn't trending in your Facebook. No, 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 no. They used. You said it yourself that that it's user driven. Right. Facebook used to tell you how many people are talking about a topic, and it was never. Like, you would look at the top ten, and the thing on the bottom had the most people talking about it, but they weren't ranking it. They, they, were, they were talking about this forever with politics and stuff, but I'm not getting into that because I don't care about that. But what I care about, no, but what I care about is if it's not relevant to me and you're, you're pushing it, like, over time, I'm not going to that's That's how, you know, everyone talks about, oh, how did MySpace fall apart and Facebook all of a sudden... Um, take over. Well, because Facebook showed people relevant stuff to them that they wanted, and MySpace didn't. And that's all it, that's all it really came down to. So it's not about soccer. However... No, you just want to know, like, what's relevant in, in, to you as far as a Facebook user goes. Right. But so that's what, what social media is. Like, it, you follow what you want 
to get information that you want. So you're curious as to why Facebook is pushing this soccer game on everybody instead yes, of just people. Exactly. Like you probably never looked on Facebook and searched like soccer. Exactly. Or Wait, so there was nothing for the Patriots Super Bowl victory no, on Facebook I, at all. I, I rem- no, on Facebook's but trending. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I yeah. I remember looking at it because I remember first of all, I remember watching obviously the game. It was the only football game in my life that I've ever raised my voice about or said, oh, my God, and yelled, like, scared the dog type of stuff. It it, it was it was the greatest football game ever. It was the greatest comeback ever. And it was in the Super Bowl, which only raised that level. And yet, for the next 24 hours, I kept looking at Facebook's trending, and the Patriots were never trending. Huh. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, Lady Gaga trended. Lady Gaga's halftime show trended, but not the Patriots, not the game. Yeah. And, and I was just, I was flabbergasted. And it's the reason why I was like, okay, obviously. But I will say that I think any sporting event that had that type of comeback will show up on their trending. Right, right. It does. And especially, I mean, it, it, soccer is just so huge. I think that us, us Americans are so... Against soccer mi- for some minded, reason. I was gonna say, like, yeah. no, like so are they close-minded to no, no, hockey? No, listen, yeah, they might be. Like, they probably have no idea what the National Hockey League is because they, they don't care because it's not relevant. No, to No, Americans world. know what soccer is. It's the number one sport played I think by that, kids. I understand that, but I think it's so arrogant as Americans that we just think that well, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to our own little United States of America world. Oh North no, American I'm not. World. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. For it to be trending and relevant, that like that's like we're talking about Europe. We're not talking like for instance. Let me tell. Let me let me break it down for you to show how even your perception might be wrong about this. Do you know what the number one sport in the world is? Soccer. No, cricket. Cricket. Based on what? I don't based, know about based, that. Based on raw numbers of what? Of, of how many bi- people watch it? How many? Of a, countries play it of a billion people in India and one uh, 1.2 billion people in China, um, Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan. It is the number one sport based on actual numbers of people who follow it, play it, etc. And so, like the crazy thing is, cricket has never trended. But but that's just really <laughs> like I mean, you're just talking about the most populous countries in the world. No, but I'm talking about it as a sport. Right, but and but, it, it but is you driven. Just, you just put it in a category with the most with India and China, for instance, right. which have the two most right. po- biggest populations Absolutely. in the world. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I'm in ta- those look, specific think about, countries, think about globally, like spread, spread How many different worldwide. countries? If this was a, if this was the the you board just of risk, two countries that that fought, that are big in cricket. Which, if this which, was the risk yeah. board, yeah. there would only be a few. Only be a few crickets, cricket uh, things on the on the board, you know. <laughs> I think soccer would take over the majority of the risk board if no, I'm talking board games right now. No, you're you're thinking in terms of landmass, for instance. Yeah, in, multiple countries. Right. In terms of landmass, one of the reasons why I took Spanish in high school was because there was Spain, there was all of South America, there was all of Central America, and I was like, dude, I'm taking Spanish so I can travel to places. Right. I don't know where this conversation. Well, the biggest going. sporting event. In the history of sports, is the World, World Cup. Cup? Yes, it is. It's also the most corrupt. But th- th- again, this isn't the World Cup. This was a. This was 
the what was it? It was the European League, right? It was, yeah, it was the is for the, the um, European Championship. It was a league. tournament. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't even the. Cha- it was the. It was the no, semifinals. That's the name of the league. Right, but it was the. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. for the the right, championship. But that's this the name was of the this was yeah. a semifinals game. Right. Right. That's what I mean. So like still awesome. So like in, I'm not saying it wasn't awesome. I'm just saying. But they're the, aren't they the best players of the entire country that play for this one team? It's almost like the all star team uh, of that country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's they're they're the best. But it's by region. Cause, like it, yeah. cause it was Barcelona, Barcelona for Spain, and then it was a Paris, a, a French right. country, yeah. a French Paris Saint Germain. Right, and so they're the only ones that play for the entire country to right, represent right, right. them. Yeah, I don't think the only thing is I don't think it works like a, like it's not Olympic, like the Premier League. It's not like, it's right, not like right. the Premier League. No, it's closer to like. I, as, I hate I think, to, I I hate think to it make is because I think they you can trade players. I hate and to make I hate to make this reference because it's not a one to one, but it's almost more like the Little League World Series. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where you're no, where it's regional, you know, right? It's oh, it's I love the Little a, League World Series. Oh no, I do too. I believe me, but it's more like regional within a country. And so, if the team from you better hope nobody likes soccer just heard you. No, they didn't. Just heard you compare that to the Little League World Series <laughs> no, to a bunch no, of ten and eleven year olds. I, no, I wasn't comparing. I was comparing the setup. The setup. Sure. <laughs> the setup. Oh my God. How did we get on this? I have no idea. You, you know, people are like right now fuming. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, you pissed off a few he, soccer fans tonight. Did he just call that? Well, it is. Uh, it is talk radio land. It's probably. <laughs> Probably more baseball and football than uh, soccer, or football. I, I should stop calling it European football. European football. <laughs> uh, let's let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we got to get to wow, food in the news. Show's going by so fast. I love I love I love uh, talking like this though. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. I want to shoot, baby. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Special soccer edition tonight. All things, uh, all things, uh, I thought, I thought you were going to wait for the what's my weakness line and say soccer. soccer? Yeah, no. (laughs) No, no, not this time. Um, oh, Cam. Tracy has not heard the new. Wide World of Food intro. Hey, ladies. This is Cam Galleon, a.k.a. Prince Eric, and this is the Wide World of Food. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Cam had had to up the game. That's good. I like that. Yeah, we're going to keep that for a long time. I'll update it at some point. 30 years from now, Cam's going to be like, uh, you know, I don't know, announcing Bruins hockey, and I'm still going to have that <laughs> for Taste of Massachusetts. I could dig that. Um, let's get uh, into some uh, of the wide world of food. And uh wanted to, actually, I'm going to jump around a little bit because there, uh, there was one story I specifically pulled for Tracy, and now, oh, here it is. Disney's California Adventure now has the Dole Whip ah, in cotton candy form. The Dole Whip. So uh, Disney World, uh, everyone uh, who has been to uh, Disney World in Florida knows that the Dole Whip ice cream has been an integral go-to dessert at Disney theme parks. And it's one of the only places outside the Dole Plantation in Hawaii to offer it. 
And now Disney has converted the pineapple-flavored treat into a cotton candy form, and fans are sure to go as crazy for it as they have the Dole Whip themselves. So you've worked in Disney. Can so I tell them about my background? Go right the ahead. Dole Whip. Uh, I did the Disney internship program while I was in college, or the college program, if you will, and I proudly served Dole Whips as my job down there, which is basically soft-serve ice cream. Um, I didn't realize that was your job, though. Yeah, Aloha Isle, right across from the Pirates of the Caribbean down <laughs> Oh, I know where it is. I know where it is. <laughs> and I served uh, soft serve ice cream. A Dole Whip is a nice swirl of vanilla and pineapple ice cream. Isn't there? I thought there was coconut in it, no? Nope, or just the pineapple. That's They're all the Dole Whips. Yeah, I like the pineapple with the vanilla, but they're starting to do them as drinks with coconut rum. You yep. saw that, right? We talked about that. Yep, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea <laughs> at all. Yeah, uh, Ryan Maloney sent. He went down with his wife and two daughters and sent me a photo. Of randomly. How have I never heard of this thing? Um, I don't know. You've been to Disney, right? Yeah, a couple times. It's uh, just one of those things. Just one oh. of those treats, I guess. Um, but it is uh, it is great, and I just figured I saw that in the news, and I said, oh. Got to put that in there for Tracy. I mean, I would have put it in there anyway, but we're starting off with it because of Tracy. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, man, so we're right up against the hard break. So let's do this. Let's take another quick break. Come right back. I don't know why we have to do news right at 830. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's some depressing news while we're talking about Dole Whip and they're yelling at me about soccer. Uh, we'll be right back after this here on... T- oh, actually... When we come back, I'll tease this story. A traditional Irish item that Tracy's not going to call traditional. Okay, how's uh, about that? Uh, what you, okay. So when we come back here on Taste of Massachusetts. One seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Tracy Simmons, one of the two bitchin' bartenders. Cam from WCRN producing. Cam, I have a question for you. I totally forget. Did we do the Budweiser intends to be the first beer on Mars story before? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. All right, so I, I know we talked about a bunch of um, college kids that wanted to put beer or brew beer on the moon or something along those lines. But, I remember that. Yeah, but Budweiser intends to be the first beer on Mars. So traveling to Mars may be a while away, but Budweiser is already looking to make sure beer is there when we arrive. So according to Adweek, the company announced their intentions to produce their brew on the Red Planet at a South by Southwest, okay, so this is just a promo thing, uh, panel last week, Budweiser VP Ricardo Marquez and Marketing Innovation VP Val Toothman, that sounds like a fake name, 
uh, went to into details on how they intend to do it. Um, Sounds like a character out of Anchorman. It does, doesn't it? Val Toothman here with the news. Since uh, since there's little gravity on the red planet, Budweiser panel acknowledged that a key obstacle would stem from working with Mars's microgravity to make the brew happen. I think it's uh, 78% of Earth, so really not microgravity, but definitely less, but whatever. Anyway, um, I don't know. Thoughts, Tracy? What, that Budweiser's trying to take over the world? No, brewing beer on Mars. Yeah, trying to take over the world. <laughs> well, another world. And, and another world, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of silly. I think it's just a PR I think it, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, I think South it's South by just... Southwest, they want to do something that they think is nerdy and they don't understand. Right. So. I think so, too. So um, are you ready for apparently a traditional Irish uh, item? If you're going to talk about this Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> yes. For one day, Krispy Kreme is bringing back their emerald donuts. Traditional Irish cuisine, no? That's that's not isn't that a big thing in Ireland? Green donuts? <laughs> no, they like their jelly donuts. So St. Patrick's Day is only a few days away. Blah 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 blah. And Krispy Kreme uh, is going to be um, bringing out their glazed donuts, but they're going to be doing them green just for March seventeenth. Um, mm. is, is this like? Uh, is the glaze going to be green or the whole donut going to be just green? the glaze? Just the glaze. All right, good. Well, that's. I mean, that's easy. Just add yeah, green food right, coloring right. and you're done. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, this is something for social media because everyone, well, there's, is there any, there's no more Krispy Kremes, right? They all, uh, except for the one in Mohegan Sun, I think that's the closest one, right? I mean, I don't, I haven't seen a lot up here. I don't think they ever really gained a lot of popularity. Dunkin' Donuts just blew them out of the water. Yeah. So. I mean, but that's a local thing. Down south, you can't get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee anywhere. Right. Um... It's a shame. I, I, I just find it amusing that they do something so si- simple as this and people go crazy for it. What about the Shamrock Shake, though? McDonald's does that every year and, like, it's like this I huge know, well, thing. We, we talked about it. They're doing, like, the special straw that has two holes at the bottom and one hole on the top. And apparently, because they're doing a chocolate and. Oh, yeah, cha- yeah, yeah. Like, I saw it's that. Just, you know what, guys? You're overthinking it. Like, stay simple. Just, you know, you have a Big Mac, make one bigger, make one smaller. And, you know, there you go. I think that we should talk about this one. Which one? I, I was just going on to the next. Just tell me what it is. The Outback. The Outback just oh, yeah. loaded their Bloomin' Onion with cheesy steak fries. In honor of the upcoming NCAA oh, March Madness Lord. basketball tournament, Outback Steakhouse is topping their classic Bloomin' Onion with a couple of other, other, other favorites famous, yeah. off their menu. Now, why I, I think, saw this online well, today I don't and even, almost passed out. What I think is relevant is the fact that uh, the Outback just closed to I local locations, <laughs> so, I mean, what's happening here? Well, they I, just closed the one across the street from us here in Westboro. They just closed the one in yep. Framingham, which they just opened up less than two years ago. Wow. They did, yeah. Although the one in Woburn is still open, so... And the one in know. Bellingham is still open, but my point is, is that, like, I mean... Well, they're, they're... Are we fading out here, or are they just putting more concentration on the stores that are doing well? I think they expanded too fast to too many places and uh over they overstretched they overreached and so now they're kind of coming back down to earth okay the one in woburn's been there for like 20 years so oh there was another you're right there was another one um the westboro one you said the was with framingham, framingham. and then 
Um, oh, Jiminy Crickets, where's the other one? I just saw another one that was that was totally, I think it was Dedham or somewhere in that area. Um, but I think they're just coming back down to earth, so they have to do something like this. But I just think this is, so Cam, this, this, this looks appealing to you? Yeah, uh, it looked pretty sweet from the picture I saw of it. What's so, on top of it? It's like, it's, it looks like fries and then like some sort of meat sirloin, on top. Sirloin, steak bites. Yeah. Aussie cheese fries on top of a bloomin' onion. Yeah. Cheese fries and steak on top of a bloomin' onion. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds delicious. So you're basically getting like steak tips with like a side of bloomin' onion and like yeah. cheese fries. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it, it, I think the deal, it was like, it wasn't that expensive. Like 9.99 or yeah. something. Yeah. Like I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome. The yeah. Outback's always been really good, and and I'm glad that they. I do love the Outback. Yeah, I do too. Really like, good place like, to the, eat. like the steak, like yep. food, ch- like the quality food, the is chains, pretty good. You yeah. Know? They're definitely not Australian at all, <laughs> no, uh, no, but no. It, that does not matter in the slightest to me. I, it's delicious. Did you? Um, oh God, see, Cam is the same guy that so far. Here's what we know about Cam's uh, culinary palate. Okay. <laughs> We know it's he, impressive. First That's of all, what he's about to say. he hates peanut butter. We know that. He loves McDonald's, which okay, whatever. He loves. Are and you this, trying to discredit me right n- now? No, but we're, we're, is this a smear campaign? I am establishing your track record. Your palate. He loves Buffalo Wild Wings. All right, let me rephrase oh, that. Like I'm not going to go out there and say that it's better than all of these crazy <laughs> wing places. <laughs> yeah. What well, I will say is their garlic parm sauce is better than garlic I parm love at any garlic parm other sauce. wing place ever. Their Isn't garlic it? parm sauce is the reason I go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm just going to defend this for a second <laughs> because I think that people automatically assume, like, if you're going to a chain, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just because... Oh, not all chains are built are, are the same. Right, absolutely. right, right. And he's right about that garlic palm sauce. And oh and the they have the most accurate slogan in the entire anything. What's wings, the, beer, sports. Those are the three reasons why I go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, pretty good wings. You know, the garlic parm sauce is amazing. They have a, a ton of beer uh, and just the atmosphere of it. You go there to watch sports. Like... Um, one of my favorite moments from high school was for the 2011 Bruins Stanley Cup run. I used to go there whenever me and my buddies like didn't have a place to go to the game and watch yep. the game. We would go to Wild Wings because it was it was like you were in the arena. You know, the Bruins score, everybody stands up from their seats and starts screaming at the top yep. of their lungs. It's an awesome place to watch a game. They got pretty good wings. I get that you know they're these little chicken bites or whatever, but the sauces are really good. And they got a ton of beer. So that covers all the bases for me. And that's why I love Buffalo Wild Wings. Sometimes atmosphere, too, can make the whole difference. You know, your food could be average, I guess. But, like, if you're in a good atmosphere and you're enjoying the company that you're with, yeah, it, it's it's really good. And it, and I think that sometimes, like, people lose that when you go to a restaurant. Like, atmosphere, I think, for me, is right up there with food quality and service. Oh, yeah. absolutely. The, the, guy, um, the guy we had on, we had a uh, guy... Guy I know started an app called Date Seat App, and what they do is they um, they don't rate places, but they give places scores based on ambiance. Yeah. And so it's is this a date place? Is this a family place? Yeah. Are the tables close together? Are they far apart? All this stuff. Right. And people are going nuts for it because you're right. People uh, ambiance really really matters. You just really want to be comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not comparing just the wings at Wild Wings to other places because there are better wing places than. But you like Wild e- Wings. you like everything about it. Everything together, the wings, the beer, and the sports. Never has a slogan I have found <laughs> to be more accurate, other than McDonald's, well, of course. 
uh, in all of the food industry. Well, the the big thing is it's not wings beer sports. It should be wing bits. Oh, beer sports. Oh, I like those though. You know what? It's if most, it's, it's wing all the crunchy bits, parts. <laughs> if it's wing bits, beer and sports, I'm still going there just as often. <laughs> Can I give a uh, shout out? Quick shout out to Jezebel Grace who is sick and is listening. She's not here, and she's listening to the show. It's like the only co-host that ever does that. Watch it. What? No, come on. <laughs> I always listen. <laughs> I left the studio midway through the show, got home, and realized that I, on a 45-minute drive home, realized I did not tune in at all. <laughs> and I, I drove straight home. Me, me and Andy split producing duties one night. I left at 8 o'clock, drove the entire way home, and the second I parked, I was like, wow, I did not listen to a single second. <laughs> well, it's kind of like I just posted this, like it's a little meme of like a duck running really fast, and the caption is, when your boss tells you you can leave early. Run. <laughs> not looking back at all. Uh, uh, so another story specifically for Cam, Reese's just <sighs> stuffed their crunchy cookies in their peanut butter cups. So Reese's started to make a product very similar to a Twix, and now they're taking that product and sticking it into their peanut butter cups. <laughs> it's because uh, he does not like peanut butter. Uh, I know, but that's a oh. shame. Oh, shame. So the core of peanut butter and chocolate is staying the same, but the addition of the crunchy chocolate cookie bits... Uh, is intended to give it a different element for fans. Yada yada. How anybody eats that substance, I will never have any idea. Man, that's so good. Peanut butter's the best. Didn't you eat PB and J's of peanut butter and fluff when nope. you were a kid? Nope. Really? That's pro- I, I actually had this conversation while I was drunk the other day with uh, one of my roommates. <laughs> I think I figured out the root cause of why it's not only that I don't like it, but I absolutely physically hate peanut butter, is because. I was a tuna fish sandwich kid. Oh, worst uh, ever. <laughs> uh, delicious. And I used to get that reaction from the peanut butter kids, and it would drive me nuts. I was like, you're eating this paste. So you took a stand. <laughs> you're eating this smelly paste. I'm going to call the DCF on your family. Oh, no. <gasps> wow. I, I, I used to get so pissed by everybody being like, oh, you're eating tuna? I'm like, damn straight, I'm eating something delicious, and hey. you're eating your damn uh. peanut butter and marshmallow or, or crushed up grapes. Fluff, fluff, fluff is local. Put some, put some damn meat in that sandwich. Have you ever heard the saying, don't yuck my yums? Don't yuck my yums? Yeah. It sounds familiar. But like that's what you say to people. Listen, what I like, you may not. Don't yuck my yums. Oh, peanut butter. I think that's where the grudge comes in. The whole yeah. not enjoying it and I then like everybody. I feel like this is the thing, Vincent. You should do a survey. Peanut butter or tuna fish? PB&J oh or tuna God, fish? Oh, my God. It wouldn't even. I could put How do you that know? Social... You'd be surprised. I put that on social media. I guarantee you 90%. I think that you should. All right, I'm going to do, uh, I'll do, you know what, I'll do it for the question of the day tomorrow, right before the show, because usually 3.30. As a kid, you should do it, uh, not as an adult, but like yeah. as a kid. PB oh, as a kid, yeah. Tuna I, fish. Everybody eats peanut butter and jelly. But no, but I think that a lot of kids eat tuna fish too, but it's like, you, you don't talk about it, because oh, yeah, as an adult, just, you don't tell well, everybody like, you ate the, tuna yeah. fish The thing is, I, I love tuna, but only when I make it. Like, I make it. I'm also very picky about that as like, well. Like, I, I will go and get a whole head of celery and chop it up. Just for my, like, if I make it, I go all out. I got four cans of tuna fish for Christmas this year. <laughs> oh I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. What, what's, uh, what's your brand? We went, uh, I used to stock it at eh, Bumblebee probably, Bumblebee. but you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. And the weirdest part is I go downstairs, we're about to open our presents, and I look and I see this thing, and it's shaped like there was like four packs of cans <laughs> that are wrapped really funny. 
and I turn, I grab it, and I immediately turn to my mom and go, is this tuna fish? Did you really wrap tuna fish? She's like, why would I wrap tuna? No, it's not tuna fish. Of course, by the end of the day, I'll rip it open, four pack of tuna. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, That's awesome. Um... Moving on, uh, for one day, Dairy Queen is going to be giving out free ice cream oh for a noble God. cause. So this is going to take place on March 20th, just to give you guys a heads up, March 20th. Uh, if you're looking to get a free cone, Dairy Queen announced that they will be giving away one free small vanilla soft serve cone per person all day long on March 20th. Throughout the day, the participating Dairy Queen and Dairy Queen Chill and Grills because they're starting to rebrand and whatever. Locations will be collecting donations for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, a group of 170 hospitals across the United States and Canada that carries out around 32 million treatments per year for children. So, March 20th, go to Dairy Queen, get a free small vanilla soft-serve cone. Just don't go to the one in Fitchburg. Throw them a dollar. They're not a participating Dairy Queen. They're not? Nope. I worked there for uh, two years. It was the uh, worst job I've had. Are you sure they're not participating? Oh, I am positive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they thought it was a uh, a good business strategy because the people who came in with coupons to get stuff would mm-hmm. then pay full price. But the thing is, they would never go back to that Dairy Queen or, again. Or they would just turn around and walk away. Yeah. Uh, well, no, nobody ever turned around and walked away. Because are you really going to turn ra- around and walk away from a Dairy Queen? And who's going to say, oh, no, I'll just go to another one? They would one. never go back to that Dairy Queen again. Right. And uh, because, yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh, so, first point, I love Dairy Queen. Uh, second point, the Fitchburg Dairy Queen, PSA, is not a participating Dairy Queen. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, let's go... Okay, so, study... So, I love when studies are released regarding... Customer loyalty, because it's one of those things that you never usually hear about. So, study names Subway as having the least loyal customers among major fast food chains. So, apparently, I, I, I would think it would be more Chipotle, but whatever. Um, just a couple of weeks uh, after their Canadian chicken controversy, did you hear about that? No. Fifth, um, they DNA tested the chicken. And it was Canadian, so in the Canadian, in, in the Canadian in America ones. didn't want it. No, 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 no. Uh, in the subways in Canada, they tested the chicken and it, the DNA to make to see if it was chicken, and only fifty percent of it came back as being chicken. We're thinking a lot of it was fillers like soy fiber. Uh, okay, I'm like, and what well, what, then what was it? Like, what yeah. do you mean the chicken? Like they're like. The chicken that's like the in chunks the subway, of chicken yeah, that they put, in the subway sandwiches, yeah. I don't get that. Like how it cannot be like, I don't, well, know, I don't eat like chicken. I don't ever eat chicken in like sandwiches right. or anything like that. But I don't know. Well, I think uh, they put in a ton of water. Salt water usually is, you know, they plump yeah, stuff up yeah. and then fiber and then. Right, I think right. Cam was saying soy and things of that nature. So, um, yes. Uh, so the study says that uh, they have the least loyal customers. In the United States, amongst major quick service brands. Well, I do have a roommate who eats Subway once to twice a day uh, and gets the same sub every time. So, I What mean, does he get? Uh, it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Everybody makes fun of him. He gets, like, the onion teriyaki, but then he'll put, like, just spinach, like, barbecue sauce, and, like, it's it's the strangest sandwich ever. But, yeah, uh, craziness. I always get a, just a ham and cheese. I usually... I don't even know. I, I, cause I, I, oh, I usually get turkey, just 
turkey, no cheese, and yeah, I know, because uh, I don't trust. It's oh, the cheese is like oh, yeah. it's, it's it's definitely like manufactured in yeah. like like a factory like, where they make like plastic like. Yep. There's a comedian I listen to who made a joke about Subway, and it's like they they go in and they're like, "Would you like the white colored bread or the wheat colored bread?" Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is that um oh what's his name um Jim Gaffigan? Jim Jim Gaffigan, yes it is. He's hilarious. Yeah, he he is one of my uh, favorites. He said something like when they walk into the back, like, "Where are you going? The kitchen's out here. That's your whole stick. (laughs) The kitchen is out here. What are you doing?" (laughs) Yes, he's uh, he's his food comedy is on par with everyone. Um. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, it's fu- it's funny that like when you work in restaurants and you see, I've just been noticing this a lot lately. Like working in restaurants and being in Newton and seeing a lot of really great restaurants and like how the food is made. Like in even like Shrewsbury Street, like Sweet, for instance, how they take really quality ingredients because quality ingredients make for quality meals. And then, like, you go to a place like Subway, and we're joking about this, but we don't even know what they're putting in the no, food. No, because it's all pre, but it's all prepackaged. Like, they're literally right. opening it out of the package that it gets sent to them in. Right, and you don't even know what in it is. In front of you, right? You just know it's prepackaged. Could and be only fifty percent chicken. Well, no, no, no. But um, I like Subway. FDA, FDA in America is a little bit more stringent than Canada. True. All right. Like. The re- like, remember when everyone was talking about, oh, I can get cheaper drugs in Canada? And I was like, dude, you don't know what's in them. And cheaper health care. Again, you don't know what's in Well, anyway. Um, you still pay for it. It's just different. Uh, Krispy Kreme we did. Oh, so uh, here's the story that I put in here just for Cam. Nice. Hero McDonald's employee jumps through the drive through window to save off cop. Uh, off-duty cop. So McDonald's team member Pedro Villoria was serving an off-duty cop ordering breakfast oh, I read about for herself this. and two children at McDonald's in is it Doral, Florida, when the cop had trouble breathing and suddenly fell unconscious. According to Fox News, the cop's SUV began to roll under her. Uh, began to roll when her foot slipped off the brake. That's when Victoria turned on hero mode and jumped out of the drive-thru window to save the woman. After he pulled her out of the SUV, a second unnamed McDonald's employee and a couple of firemen eating inside the restaurant rushed to help revive the officer in distress, who was later taken to the hospital and treated. I just know how much you love McDonald's. (laughs) Love McDonald's. And now you can love McDonald's employees too, right? Oh, of course. The nicest. (laughs) <laughs> the classiest. Um, the cream great. of the crop. We got time for two more stories, so let's... Uh, we skipping the break? Yeah, we're skipping the break. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's 8.53 and we didn't do the break, we're skipping the break. Yeah, I think that break would end at about 8.59. Tra- it's, it's so weird. Tracy, when Tracy's here, we always skip the break. Hmm. Like, everyone else, they're good. They're all good. You're I'm making not... me sound like a bad influence. I've no. been trying to shed this my entire life. <laughs> no, it's a, no, it's a compliment. <laughs> Every no we 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 everyone is everyone's on the sh- everyone who comes on the show is really good and the, the we it just we're lucky like that but when you're on the show it just seems like we always skip that last break because the last break we really don't have to take um unless we need a breather or what have you and uh, we always skip it so that's good oh good so two pizza stories the U.S. Army almost built a pizza that would last three years. <laughs> Uh, so when out in the field, U.S. troops can eat a variety of foods such as chicken alfredo, beef tacos, and even ratatouille. 
thanks to the advancements in their meal ready uh, ready to eat MREs. Uh, but one food that is yet to be perfected for our military is pizza. I don't know why this is. So the U.S. Army did get close in their last test run, but the slices eventually turned brown during the six-month test and were basically inedible, according to Gizmodo. So what uh, MREs have to be good for three years. That's one of their rules. And I don't know what why pizza is so difficult to master. I mean, it's really... It's difficult to master fresh. Well... Think about that. Like, how many places have really good pizza? Right, but this is not... We're not talking about You don't want really good pizza. You just want pizza that's going to be sustainable. Right. We're not talking about fresh with an MRE. I mean, have you ever had an MRE, meal ready to eat? No. Why would I... Because they... You can get them and just try them out so that you have an understanding of what... Um, right. I'm, a bad, I'm a bad American citizen. No, you, no, but like, like in like high school or college, no one ever like was like, "Hey, look, I got MREs. Want to try them?" You no, know, they, you know. t- no. I mean, they asked me to try some other things, right, but it wasn't yeah. an MRE. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. It was probably not the, not the group that I hung out with. It was probably St. Patrick's Day colored too, right? Um. So, the, but I mean, pizza. Pizza, right? You're talking three ingredients, sauce, cheese, and some type of bread. I, I mean, I'm So a, I wonder what they have in the problem with it. It didn't say what. No, it did, no, I, I read the whole thing and it didn't, and I, I, this is, this is the Cliff Notes version for us. But. I it, wonder what it would be, what, what it is that they're having, like, I mean, where the problem is. Maybe there's too much moisture in the dough and if you take out too much, it becomes too hard and crunchy. I, you know I, what I mean? So. That's a physics question. Yeah, it's it's all chemistry at the end of the day. Um, the other pizza story that I found, and this is just adorable, pizza delivery guy once received a kitten as a tip, and he still has it 17 years later. So delivering pizza isn't the easiest job, and there's a potential danger on every corner, and the job gets even worse if you get to the cu- if you don't get the customary tip. Reddit user hemp. <laughs> it's not spelt. It's hemp, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you That's appreciate awesome. it. Uh, posted that his pizza delivery days 17 years ago and talked about a particular delivery where he had to go through that awkward moment when he's expecting a tip that's obviously not coming. While the Papa, jo- Papa John's delivery guy, of course it was a Papa John's customer who didn't want a tip. Um, while the Papa John's delivery guy didn't get anything monetary, the customer who only had exact change, handed him a kitten instead. Did you just say the customer? The customer, yes, because I was trying to (laughs) not say the other word that's in there that I'm trying to avoid. Ah, gotcha. It's similar to an F word, and sometimes when you say it, you slip, so I'm editing myself on the fly. Hemp admitted that he was a bit, well, intoxicated, and he gladly took Mr. Tip's. From there, he delivered the rest of the pizzas and kept the feline for the next 17 years. He named his cat Mr. Tips. Wait, so the guy that was delivering the pizzas just admitted that he was a little intoxicated, and he took the cat as a tip. Yes. So your delivery drive is hammered. Yes. Under what circumstances would you you regularly accept a cat as a tip? Yeah, but anybody else see the problem in this? Yes. (laughs) It's a Puppet John's delivery, guys. This is the reason. That's admitting that he was... Drunk, Drunk while he was delivering yes, pizzas. Yes, while he was. Yeah. De- yes. Okay, well, his uh, his name is Hemp, so maybe it's a different type of intoxication. Yes, yeah, he, may, uh, he did say intoxicated. He was, in, he was uh, delivering it to the customer. Seventeen so. years ago, that's right about when Westfield State got their Papa John. So I'm wondering. 
Yeah, I think this was, uh, I don't think this was in, um, in Massachusetts. I think this was a little far out. So, uh, Tracy, before we, before we end the show, any, uh, any final shout outs you want to give? No, I just, everybody be safe tomorrow. Please do not drive if you're out pub crawling all afternoon. I know that Uber and taxis may be a little bit expensive, but it'll be worth it in the end. And so be safe and, and don't have fun. do it if you're delivering pizzas. Especially. And don't do it if you're delivering yes. pizzas. No, seriously, be safe and have fun. You know, St. Patrick's Day is a great day for Boston and for Worcester and for you know this state. So let's not put a black mark on it. Absolutely. And with that, I'll be here tomorrow night <laughs> doing the show. Um, maybe I'll stop into Dungarren's beforehand just to see the craziness. You should. So you're there all day? I'm there. I'm, I go in at four. Oh, you're closing? I am. Oh, that's, you're a trooper. Tracy, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Cam, excellent job tonight. Thank you very much for producing. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetti. Stay tuned next for the ultimate culture shock going from this show to Michael Savage and the Savage Nation here on AMA 30 WCRN.